Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job, Painter Marketing Pros, and APC. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. So good to be with you today. Uh, we've got a good conversation. It's a good, useful conversation planned today. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, if I'm looking back at the last couple of years, three years, you know, think about that for a second. Think about where where you were three years ago. Uh, it's 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 been a wild journey. I always I always say you know you you might be frustrated with how far you've gotten in a year, but take a look at the last three years and you'll see that you've actually gotten pretty far. Um, three years ago, what was going on? Well, it was COVID, right? And I remember at the PCA we were uh, uh, we were on red alert, man. I think everybody was on red alert. We weren't sure if uh, uh, if we were going to be able to get back to work. Jobs were shut down. Um, you know, we had all these thoughts and ideas of things that we could do. I remember people were, um, you know, pumping sanitation spray through their HVLPs at you know gyms and schools and stuff. You know, I mean, it was it was scary times, um, but uh, we got through it. We were. Um, you know, declared essential workers. And who would have known that sending people home and giving them a bunch of money would turn into us getting a lot of work? <laughs> Go figure. Um, and that happened. And, and I know that some of you at that time benefited from the PPP loan. And, um, and now you are probably starting to get, if you're like me, you're probably starting to get those random text messages about the ERC. Are you getting those? I'm getting so many spam, spam questions about the ERC. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I need, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if these people are legit. Um, it turns out there's an opportunity there, but you have to be careful with the route that you go. And so um, today I'm bringing on Frank Reardon, who is the uh, financial controller for the PCA, um, who has uh, helped uh, many contractors through this process, navigating um, you know the PPP loans and the EIDLs, uh, uh, you know on the onset, and now navigating the employee retention credit. So if you had employees in and during the uh, pandemic and you uh, qualified for some of those loans, you're gonna wanna listen to this because there is some cash that is available to you um, through, uh, through, through programs that the government um, put in place to, to help us through the pandemic. That money is there, it's wet, ready for you to be uh, using it. And so um, this could be something that I think now, especially as things are starting to cool, uh, this might be something that can help you out. 
So uh, let's have this conversation. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, right bef before then, let me just real quickly mention, don't forget to download PC Overdrive. 500 hours of video content, $5.99 a month, free with your PCA membership. All right, let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Frank Ridden to the show. Hey, Frank, welcome to Paint Ed. Hey, Torlando, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, so Frank, you have, uh, you know, in addition to being the controller for uh, the PCA, um, you have many years of uh, financial experience um, CPA experience, working with contractors. Give us a little bit of, a, of the background of your story, um, how you kind of got involved in, um, you, know, you know, your experience during the pandemic um, from, the, from the position. Um, give us a little insight as to uh, who you are, what you know, and how you know it. Well, I think I know something. So I, I, I try, try to work every day to, to do that. But uh, um, I grew up in the public accounting world, got my CPA license and was focused really in that construction contractor space, which kind of primed me for uh, what I do now, which is uh, helping um, multiple organizations um, keep their financials, their managerial accounting tight and uh, kind of wear that controller CFO hat. And uh, when you sit in that chair, um, just about everything can get thrown your way from the basic financials of bookkeeping and, and budgeting um, to tax compliance to banking relationships and, and everything uh, in between. And um, so I had been practicing for about 10 years when COVID started. And mm -hmm. like everybody, that was the, the first two weeks, two weeks were the most terrifying, uh, you know, the world, is gonna, the world is going to end. I'm not going to have a business. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. Um, and, and then um, quickly uh, the, the, you know, the, the essential workers, you know, started getting out. Um, and then, which, you know, it, it took a took a miracle to consider accounting essential workers, but you know the <laughs> the beans must be counted. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, they, knew, they, knew, they knew that much, um, uh, and so a couple weeks in, you may or may not recall that they started doing some emergency uh, funding, like the PPP program, then that tag along EIDL, and um, phone and and kind of the, the the work outlook went from absolutely nothing on the the agenda to swamped overnight and so yeah. just getting phone calls from not just um uh you know folks pca related or or uh, friends family everybody that knew that i had the designation everyone was asking kind of what what is all this how do i do it what you know what do i need and i think it put into uh under the magnifying glass that having good, clean, reliable financials that tie back to your tax returns that show some income, uh, um, you know, balance of income and what you pay in taxes can help you qualify in an emergency situation uh, as, as this was. And so um, I think everybody in your group and, and, and nationwide, worldwide kind of got that, that, you know, I can't just run by the bank account anymore. Um, right. I have to, I have to understand what my numbers are. I have to understand what my margins are um, because you're either 
staff too heavy or staff too light or, you know, there's, there's a lot of nuance in that. And so, um, I got very busy, uh, working, uh, you know, it was two scary weeks and then it was kind of put your head down and, and get to work and start helping folks understand these programs. And they were large, mm-hmm. they were evolving and, you know, there's just a, a lot of nuance to it. And so that's coming from master's in accounting and a, and a CPA designation, CPA license. And I, I thought it was complicated. So if you're, right. you know, if you're a small business owner and you, 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 you know, you know, you know a lot about, you know, a little about a lot of things, you know, you know, trying to digest that and, and understand that is, is a challenge. And so um, really just to put my head down ever since then to help kind of sift through, the, the pay, thousands of pages of legislation that came through on this and trying to find the opportunities for, for folks. And I think the main reason having this conversation today is um, there is, it, it kind of clicked for me. I, I want to say it was February, March, we were down visiting our in-laws flying through Love Field in Dallas. And there was a big billboard plastered up in the you know TSA area that you know, your business yeah. may qualify for this. I was like, we've reached full scam status. Okay. Um, <laughs> Scam, scam. And so, um, you know, I think there's just a lot of, a lot of misinformation. There's the the robocallers, the text messages and all that kind of stuff. And so I think the main idea here for PCA membership was to kind of give the, uh, um, really try to break it down to its simplest parts, provide some facts and kind of arm you with getting back in touch with your, you know, your, your professional advisors to help you navigate whether this is something that may work for you and your business. Great. Great. Okay. So, so let's just dive into it. Explain to me, like, like I'm a a little child. I, I'll tell you, I, uh, I'm actually taking managerial accounting in my MBA program this next semester. So I'm not there yet. So you got it. You're going to have to break it down for me. Uh, what is the, uh, employee retention tax credit? So this is, uh, this was uh, this is a program. It is a refundable tax credit, which means you can get cash back from uh, the Treasury IRS. Um, uh, so you know. So let's stop there for a second. There's tax credits, which just off there's that you can just offset income, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's these refundable tax credits. So you this means you're actually getting money back uh, on dollars you paid in uh, via your Social Security, Medicare, and and the calculation comes down off your wages. So um, that's what the tax credit is. Structurally, it was part of the stimulus package, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's evolved as that has evolved. Um, and it is uh, designed to uh, refund employers that had and maintained employees throughout the pandemic. Um, and they kind of eyeball and we'll go into more detail, but it's, you know, Qs two through four of 2020 and Qs one through three of 2021. Um, okay. So that that period. So if you if you were able to hold on to employees and um, um, keep them employed, this this program may work for you. Okay, so so I want to please correct me if I'm wrong here. Is it is it fair to say that this money is coming from money that we've already paid in to Social Security? Uh, uh, so yes, these are the money is coming from uh, the the tax the, the the employer taxes, which is Social Security, Medicare, and then the wages that you paid to employees, and so they're they're calculating the credit based on the wages you paid to 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 employees. So this is not like 
PPP or EIDL where there was a pot of money uh-huh. that was, you know, here's the, I can't even remember what the, cause it changed multiple times, but here's, you know, the, there's, you know, $10 billion. Once it's gone, it's gone. There's, right. there is to my knowledge at this point, there is not a, a cap on uh, what can fund into the ERC and it's based off of what's already been paid in. Um, Via so the think, employer portion of the social security. Correct. But not the employee portion. Correct. Okay. Okay. So, so that, that's how the, the, the it is, it is being funded. And as we recall, when, when both the stimulus bills came through, they, they printed a, a ton of, money into the, into the system. Right. So that's, that's ultimately where the, where the money is coming from. Um, but, um, that's a, that's another MBA class to, uh, to, to digest, <laughs> to, 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 to digest the implications of that. Sure. Sure. Our, our, our point here is that, um, this is, this is a way to, uh, to, to get cash into your business. It's a program that exists and, you know, it's there. We should take advantage of it. Couple, right? Yeah. A couple of th- couple things like that, 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 you know, um, you, simply if you didn't pay employees, you didn't pay employer, uh, you know, you know, Medicare and social security tax, you're not going to, you're not going to be eligible, but right. you know, a lot of folks, uh, do have those employees, you know, so there's, there's a, what, what I think we're trying to set up here is just kind of a decision tree of, you know, do you pass this? All right, go to the next test, go to the next test, go to the next test yeah. to kind of just get some facts on your side so that you understand those 15 robo calls a week or whatnot, because they're, you know, they're, they're broadly saying that everybody qualifies when in reality, that's not how that there's more nuance to the, to the legislation. than that. Sure. Sure. And I, and I want to get into the, you know, how, how we qualify in a minute, but before we go there, I, you know, I think that, you know, okay, I know where this money is coming from now. Um, I guess my question is um, evaluating whether I should, whether I should pursue it or not. Um, you know, are there, are there advantages, disadvantages? Is there, is there any risk here that, sure. that we're not seeing? Sure. So I think um, I look at this program um, from a, from a controller CFO standpoint, not unlike any other business decision that I'm trying to make, whether I hire somebody, whether I buy another, get another location, get more equipment, you know, um, uh, all that type of stuff. And so it has to meet your uh, risk reward parameters. Right. So I think what we've tried to make clear is that this money is available. Um, and so it's, and, and the only, uh, we, we kind of blew by this, but the, the, the only thing we're racing against is time. So we, we, we have to file, uh, for 2020 claims by April of next year of 2024. So, so there's, there's no amount of money that's going to run out. There's no, uh, restrictions there, just time. And, but I think I am advising, uh, uh, PCA and, and other folks that I've helped out with this is it's gotta be risk reward. It's gotta be worth it. Right. So, um, everybody's got different, uh, let's call them return metrics and, and risk tolerances and that type of stuff. And so it's got to, um, it's got to fit that. And, and I bring up, you know, you may be asking it's government legislation and why is it, what's the risk there and that type of thing. Um, I think, uh, there is, the risk is the unknown, right? So this is new tax legis- uh, tax law and there is not been any court cases or there's no, there's no, 
uh, court interpretations of the law that, you know, let practitioners, CPAs or otherwise definitively say, yeah, this is a no risk. You know, you're go mm. do it. It's just a program. And so I think that's that's what the that's why the risk word comes out is that it's just we don't know what we don't know as far as how, you know, how the legislation could change or how they're going to you know pursue the legislation. Because I, I can tell you definitively that there are a lot of folks that are going after this. This is big, uh, big dollars that could potentially yeah. come out of this. And I think the the IRS and the government's going to have to have a close eye on it. So I think it's in the most conservative way possible. If you pursue this, you're you, you do have some exposure to come get looked at. And I think that's, uh, you know, so if that's, if you say that's not for me, great, hopefully enjoy the rest of the show and, uh, you know, going from yeah. there. But, but I think, I think I would approach it just like if you were going to look at hiring an employee, look at, you know, other, how you evaluate other business decisions. But I think the, um, uh, on the backside is the opportunity cost, right? So if you're, you know, if it, and I'm just, let's just make up numbers that, you know, sure. don't, don't put any weight on these, but, you know, I've had folks that I've known of that have gotten 50, 100, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars back in this credit. Um, and they're not all that large of businesses, just the way that way the calculation works um, up to the millions of dollars of credit. Right. And right. so so you, you're not talking about, you know, a fifteen hundred dollar tax credit here. You're talking about some serious money that can help um, shore up business or um, stabilize, you know, get some, you know, pay down to whatever you do with capital after that. But I think right. the main thing is that that's why in my uh, view, the, uh, the potential reward is worth exploring, you know, the, the risk of what's the, how is the IRS going to handle this? What's the legislation going to come through on this? And, and, you know, any of that type of stuff where it sits now is worth with the the amount of money that you can potentially get out of this, it's worth taking a closer look with, you know, organizing your fact pattern to understand. So that, you know, that's kind of step one for us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if I'm hearing this right, um, it sounds like the, the major area of, of uh, risk or concern would be first, you know, you, you apply, you get the money, and then a couple of years down the road, you get audited and maybe you didn't, you know, cross an I or dot a T correctly. The second thing being that, and I, and I think that we see this now, anybody who pays attention to the news, especially right now, um, you know, the, the courts are incredibly unpredictable right now. And uh, maybe is that the understatement <laughs> of the century? I was going to say it's a, let's put it mildly. <laughs> They're very unpredictable. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I was, in my business law class and and she was just like she was like look this this class is almost hard to teach because it's almost like precedent doesn't matter right now so so the thing is is that just because congress writes something into law or the president makes an ex executive uh, order doesn't mean that that law can't be taken to a federal court and the court can essentially strike it down and uh, and turn around so, so there's a little, you're saying that because of, you know, this kind of uncertainty within the courts and the legislation that, you know, proceed with caution. However, especially for, for the companies, you know, some of these companies that have a lot of employees and have been paying a lot into like your, your employer portion of social security, if it's been really, it's been a lot, there, there might be a major upside to applying. Yeah. And I would say, um, 
you know, this is, you know, as, as a business owners or, you know, um, you know division managers, that kind of thing, you're, you're making investment decisions all the time. How are you going to invest your time? How are you going to invest your resources, that type of stuff. So looking at it in that lens. And I think, you know, whether you're going to buy Apple stock or, or whatever, maybe you want to take all the variables that you can off the table. And so one of the, one of the main things that I see that I've seen people struggle with, they struggle with it in the PPP program and the EIDL program is just not having good, clean books and records. And right. so, you know, if you take, if you, if you're expecting to take your, you know, uh, payroll tax returns or your, you know, your bank account statements is that that's your defense, that's probably not mitigating your risk like you are able to. So, I, you know, I think step one is having good, clean financial records that you, you know, you trust and, 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 and can validate and, and agree with your professional providers, whether that's your CPA or, or staff or however you come to that. Um, and I think the idea is, you know, I don't want our conversation to scare you away from what the court may or may not do. And, and there's right. always going to be, you know, if, if you know, the, there's lots of folks that have been getting funded on this. And so they're, you know, they can't just take it away. Carte blanche is just impractical. Right. Um, I mean, well, I think that they can, but sure. the, 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 implica- the implications of that are, are far reaching. And so I think the idea is looking at this. Like well, yeah. Invest- I mean, there have been like hospitals who have, who have gotten millions of dollars in ERC funds because in credits because they have so many employees, you know? So right. yeah, you can't just, uh, the, the cat's a little bit out of the bag on this. That's right. But I think the idea is put stack the deck on your side with facts and circumstance and information and documentation yep. that, that kind of build your case. And that can, you know, for every tick up the risk register, we go, um, and we'll go into some more of those details, but every time you go up, we w- we would hopefully have some mitigating facts, circumstances, documentation that can help us kind of offset that risk. If, if that makes sense. No, totally, totally. That makes sense. So, um, the next question that I have then is like, how, how, do, how do I know that I qualify? Okay. So you, step one, uh, you had to be in business in 2020 and 2021. And then you'd had you had to have payroll. Those are kind of the the, the beginning uh, beginning uh, metrics. Um, and in that payroll, again, I think you you might hear me say the word nuance about fifteen times from here on out. But there is nuance. So if you're a a, a solo shop that um, that you, you know you as the owner and or your spouse or something or your kids are those do not count as payrolls. And so a payroll would be me coming and working for Torlando or, you know, as a true, true employee. And so right. if you, if you don't have that situation, you're likely not going to qualify for this program. So that's, that's step one. Okay. There are, okay, so go ahead. yeah, quick question. So what if I, um, what if I was in business for most of 2020, but then, but, you know, couldn't sustain that early hit in the winter and eventually went out of business because um, that did happen to some folks. They just they just couldn't they couldn't you know make it. They couldn't bridge the gap to ride the wave. So you know, but I if I did have employees during that time, would I qualify even though the business is out of business? Um, yeah, I, that's again the facts and circumstances. I think if you had twenty twenty payroll. Because everything is calculated compared to 2019. So if you were in business in 2019, mm-hmm. in 2020, or partially, then you would you'd be able to uh, retroactively look at look at qualifying there. 
Okay. Okay. So, so then what is the, what is the term? Like I, I paid payroll, you said in quarter one of 2020. So it's a, it, it's, it's just looking at the count. It's COVID started in mid March of 2020 ish. Okay. So it's kind of, it's, it's been, uh, 2020 Q, Q2 of 2020 through Q2. Q3 of 2021. Um, and let's break that down a little bit. So the, the credit, there's two phases of it. So the initial uh, CARES Act that came out had this, and, and then the second stimulus act that came out expanded it. So for 20, 2020 and 2021 are treated pretty differently. The calculation is the same. The numbers and, and that type of stuff is a little bit different. But 2020 is treated as a whole period, whereas okay. in 2021, we treat each quarter Qs 1, 2, and 3 as separate periods. Uh, okay. Um, and so the clock starts. What we're doing is comparing revenue in, 20, in any calendar quarter of 2019 compared to the same calendar quarter in 2020. And was there a revenue decline of 50% or more? So if I'm looking at Q2 of 2020, was my revenue down plus more more or less than 50% compared to Q2 of 2019? Okay. Same thing. So you could do it for quarter one. Um, I don't think most businesses were impacted. I, I think that just the way the way the 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 dates shuffled out, I don't think most of them. Okay. But but um, and then the same. So Q3 of 2020, which is July 1 to September 30th, compared to Q3 of 2019. Did I have a 50% decline? Yes, no. Keep going, you know, keep keep going forward. Uh, so, okay. And we're going to do that same test for quarter four. And then 2021, we're going to do the same test. However, they changed it to be a 20% decline to a comparable calendar quarter. So Q1, 1-1 of 21 to 331-21 compared to Q1 of 2019, was there a 20% decline or, or more? So that, that that kind of lowered the threshold of of who is who becomes eligible. So okay. that's that's one of the eligibility tests. I got it. I got yep. it. So so yeah. So you definitely need to have your your uh, financial house in order yep. here. Yeah. Um. And and but what I would say is that if you're if you're thinking back to that time period and you're like, well, actually we grew in COVID, so I don't know if we would qualify. Well, we what you might actually have experienced was a little bit more of like a hockey stick where. Um, you know, you went down, but then you went up. And so as long as you have those um, months where comparative to 2019 in the same quarter and same period, as long as you saw that decrease, then there is there is the potential for uh, for for being able to qualify. And then uh, one thing to note on that with that decrease, you're looking at uh you need to look at the same basis of reporting that you file your income tax return on. So if you're a, most, most folks are cash basis taxpayers, mm -hmm. yeah. some of the larger contractors may be accrual basis. Um, so if you, you, you got to look at cash basis financials compared to cash basis financials, you can't kind of pick and choose, uh, you know, well, my accrual number was lower or cherry pick. So you have to be on the same basis that you file your tax return. on. So, sure, sure, uh, sure. And, and, and so, so let's go to the next, uh, the next step if we can. Yeah. Um, inside of that, if it, all we're looking for is when the clock starts. And so the first 
calendar quarter that I hit either the 50% decline in 2020 or the 20% decline in 2021, mm -hmm. that's when my meter starts. So okay. now if I call, let's say I qualify for Q3 of 2020, I can keep track of wages for Q3. And then just since I call just, and this is the way it's written, it's kind of, it's goofy, but since I qualified for Q3, I automatically qualify for Q4 of 2020. So I can try to maximize that credit for 2020 over those two quarters. Got if it. I qualify for Q4 of 2020, I automatically qualify for Q1 uh, of 2021. And so do you see how that kind of ladders, yeah. uh, ladders through there? Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what's the, the provisions is known as the safe harbor basis is the, mm -hmm. is the, the, the decline in gross receipts test. And so what, uh, what you want to go through is, you know, if you're in QuickBooks or whatever accounting software you're in, you should be able, you know, if they're, if they're, if you're up to date and current, you should be able to run quarterly profit and loss statements and look at those numbers and do that for you get your your quarters by 2019, 2020 and 2021 and just pull those numbers and start comparing. Yeah, um, you can you can you can compare the the periods. Yeah. Um, right yeah. there from the reports. So so then uh to Torlando's point about the you know it may have hockey sticked and then kind of fluttered out or whatever maybe so there's the safe harbor provisions which we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that a little bit but but there's the other uh, ability to qualify is kind of what has been discussed as government orders. So this is the big old gray, uh, gray area. So we, it, we like the words, we're leaving the safe Harbor. So I think mm -hmm. our conversation about risk and everything uh, is different now that we go into this, to this government orders bucket. And there's, so there's not only just, this isn't just the federal government orders. This was the state, orders this was the municipalities and county and all that type of stuff and that's different you know across the country um and so you know depending on your where you're a resident you know some states were leaner or some states were more restrictive and others were a little more open and that type of stuff and so this government orders is was due to government orders was my business impacted by covid mm -hmm. um and so you know, I'm in uh, Missouri and uh, there was government orders in our municipality through like mid-May of 2021. And so um, depending on industry, depending on a lot of different things, you can say, yeah, you know, if, if I, you know, I wasn't able to work because of this or when I typically have a job in the, you know, if I had four employees working, I had to have two. And so they were taking me longer. I wasn't able to do as many jobs. You, you know, those, those are the kind of scenarios. So, you know, so you, you're saying, so government orders are, um, they're, they're imposed restrictions from the government mm -hmm. that made business difficult. Right. Right. And so, you know, we, we uh, can't qualify for that for like the entire existence of the U S <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be a few tomes of uh, uh, right through all, the, all the grievances and, and whatnot. <laughs> you mean every government legislation wasn't pure? I can't imagine. Um, um, yeah. So, so it's, it, it, that moves by jurisdiction. And, and again, you, you know, really want to get in, you understand your facts is your facts and your, uh, your fact pattern, because, you know, there are a lot of folks that actually did have an increase in revenue, you know, if, if, you know, what, for whatever reason, but, um, you know, like I said, if you had crews running in, 
uh, you know, you had to buy another truck because you couldn't put three people in that truck or, you know, there yeah. was restrictions on height or, you know, if employees were, what about you know, being you had, sick? Yeah, yeah. If you had to send them home, that type of stuff, there's, you know, so yeah. that is a very, because uh, you would, lo- you could lose an employee for 10 days, right? Two weeks, you know, whatever, whatever, you know for quar- you know, for quarantine. So anytime yeah. an employee went in, into quarantine, you're losing, you know, you're losing business because you're at, you're at a limited capacity. Right. And so that's the um, uh, that's where the government orders this came through in the second uh, second round of the stimulus. And it made this door for ERC, the floodgates opened. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. in that interpretation. And that's why that's why everybody and their mother's calling you about qualifying for this. And, And I don't know if they're taking the same standard of care that you need to do as if, you know, if, if, if you know, because it's not their name on the tax return or whatever they're fine. Right. You know, and so you need, well, to- you would really have to comb through your records. I mean, it's yeah. not just, it's not just understanding your P and L at this point. It's, it's understanding your attendance record, you know, and reasons yeah. for, for calling off. And, and so, so this is, you know, look, there, the money could, there's a potential big upswing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's for, especially for listeners who, who have a good amount of poise, like uh, it might be worth it to, you know, to, to figure this out. And, but, uh, and, and I think, I think it's, it's definitely worth, but I think um, on that point, the, the, um, the dollars and the, you know, it can't, it can't just be, you know, we're having a conversation right now, but it can't just be conversational of, Oh yeah, I had to send, you know, I had to send Torlando home for two weeks. I was, my business was impacted by COVID you know, we want, you'd want to start putting together, you know, kind of put your audit file together of, you know, we had, you know, you have emails, company-wide emails, and you have, you know, interaction, any interactions with the the municipalities or counties or, or, you know, or, or maybe you couldn't go on to job sites because the companies, you know, were, were restricted on what they could and couldn't do. And so, but having that documentation is paramount to building your case, um, uh, with this. And so it's, you know, conversationally, we were all impacted by COVID in one right. way or another and, and and whatnot, but, but you need to have some really dig in and, you know, what are the facts, you know, Torlando was out from this date to this date. And, you know, I, I lost this job and this job because I, you know, you know, and really just kind of build that audit file. Um, and, and, and you'll see that, that, um, that opportunity is huge because, the government orders were in place for plus or minus 15 months, um, depending on where you are. Um, right. uh, and, and, you know, the, you know, was my business impacted by COVID? Yeah. <laughs> it may not just be revenue wise. There's no, so, so I think, I think taking a good hard look at that and, and, and then you, you know, if you have a thought about it and then, then like, okay, then a starting with some sort of journal and then going back and finding some evidence that would support that, whether that's emails or, you know, um, anything, anything that can help your, help your case beyond your financials. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and so we want to be careful though, with how, with how we apply here, because, you know, like we've, like, like we've said, you know, there's been a lot of robocalls. I, you know, I'll get one for the ERC. I got one random one that was like, we haven't been swimming. Uh, you should go swimming with me. We haven't been swimming together in a long time. That was the weirdest robo text that I've ever received in my life, but we're getting so many of them. Uh, you know, you gotta be a little bit careful about who you walk this path down, you know, who, who you, who you take on this journey with you to get these tax credits. Where, where's the safest and, and most sure way to, to start applying. 
Yeah, and, I, and that's a great that's a great point. First off, Torlando, I'd love to have uh, a cocktail by the pool with you anytime. So, uh, <laughs> was that you? Uh, let me yeah. that. I'm sorry, I reported you. I reported you as gentlemen. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So this is you know um, there's you know this is uh, there's let's use the investment. There's all kinds of people that are slinging investments out there, but there's a very small pool. Well, not even investments. Let's talk about painting contractors, right? There's all kinds of people that can get a can and a brush, but right. whether it looks good or you take the same, that's the exact same thing that's going on here. You've got law firms, you've got prop shops that are popping up and just doing this and having just hammering people with calls or whatnot, just trying to find the, the I call it the sucker, but somebody is like, yeah, I'll do that. It's great. But is that, is that helping us uh, mitigate our risk on our side? Don't know. And, and then, then bring in the point that the fee structure that a lot of these people are starting, they're starting to charge while you don't have to pay anything up front, they're charging a percentage of the credit. However, as soon as you sign, as soon as they prepare it, you sign it and they're no, they may, there may or may not be a um, audit support, you know, in the event that you get audited by the IRS, you know, they, they, they take their money and, and they're out of there. And so I think there's a lot of ways that you need to analyze how you pick your, pick your partners with that. So, I mean, I, I'm having been a CPA for years. I, I, you know, go with some people with credentials and a little bit of back record or a relationship that you have with them. Um, but you know, do I need my, uh, you know, my, my mechanic doing my ERC filing? Probably not. Like he's, right. you know, <laughs> cause there's good money to me. Anytime there's good money to be made, there's, you know, there's, there's scoundrels floating around out there. But sure. I think, you know, working with trusted people that you've got a, a relationship before, <laughs> before COVID or you, you know, they, you know, they've got credentials that can help, help you navigate. This is super important. And so, um, um, you know, like I said, we said at the beginning, it's not as easy as was my business impacted by COVID. It's, it's you're making a business decision. Um, you're investing, you know, upfront, you're investing your time uh, and eventually your resources. Um, but I think still saying all that, the potential credit, um, that's a, it's a big enough amount, can be a big enough amount of money that you at least need to listen to it and, and go past the first layer just to, to, to dig in a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so let's, let's presume that you've, you know, figured out, um, you know, who to, you know, who to go through and, um, you know, you've qualified, um, you know, what, what do the, what does it, you know, what do the amounts tend to look like and, and then what can you do with it? Like, can you just, is it just your money and you can do whatever you want with it? How, how does that work? Uh, you can send it to the paint ed podcast for sponsorship if you wanted that's to. right yeah <laughs> like that <laughs> uh uh so uh shameless plug i apologize uh, um okay so the calculations um let's you know we, we go through the kind of the decision tree and we qualify um for remember we're treating 2020 as a whole period so you can get up to five thousand dollars per employee for all of 2020 um as a credit Okay. And then in 2021, same test, you know, but different, different percentages, you can get $7,000 per employee per quarter for quarters one, two, and three. So you're looking at $21,000 per employee for all of 2021, should you qualify in that? So you're, you know, if you had one employee and you qualify for all four periods, $26,000 right there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not, not small money and you multiply it's that not, times no. 10, 10 employees, 20 employees, 15, you know, you, you can get, you can get to the, 
50, 60, 100, couple hundred thousand dollars very quickly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, that's a again, lot. Again, so I think it's worth, it's worth a listen. It's worth diving a little bit further in um, as far as what you can do with the money. So um, as as this may come as a huge surprise to you, the IRS is behind. And so let's say we go through the the, the filing and we amend uh, the 941s and do everything. Um, we've been seeing that credits aren't coming out for eight, nine, 10 months. And so this is not your, this is not your emergency cash flow bandaid. Mm, yeah, uh, if, you're having, right. if you're having cash flow problems. Um, um, so, so, you know, once you file it and it'll take some time to get there, but once you file it, uh, then it's going to take some more time just to wait on the IRS to process. Now, what we've seen is when they, they'll send you a letter of acceptance, let's say you file it, they'll, they'll, they'll say, we got it. And I've been seeing, you know, two, three weeks after they send that letter that the, the funds are deposited into your account. So once they receive it and process it, it's pretty quick, but them receiving and processing it is the, is the kind of the bogey. Yeah. Um, and then as far as what can you do with the money, you may recall in PPP and EIDL, there was restrictions on what you could spend that money on. Um, this as a refundable tax credit is giving you your money back. So you were, there's no restrictions on what you can do with the money. Now, Let's talk about back to our risk reward uh, mm -hmm. conversation. Um, these uh, credits are auditable. IRS can come in and look at them for up to five years from when they are filed. So it's not five years from 2020. It's not mm -hmm. five years from 2021. So if we filed today, we would we could be audited up until August 10th of 2028. Um, and so what mm -hmm. you know a conservative approach would be is to take those funds. Uh, put them in some sort of CD or, or low risk money market, you know, type type account where you can earn, you know, four, five, six percent, whatever that number may be, um, and you just let that clock burn uh, to the five year mark. Um, um, that's the con most conservative way. Mm -hmm. um, what you could do um, in the interim is you, you could spend the money. You just have to be ready to pay it back if you, if you want. And so this if is you where get audited and, and yeah, the you audit audited, comes if you, if you get audited yeah. and they say that you didn't qualify and you, you'd have to be prepared to be able to pay it back. Okay. What we're trying to avoid is, um, you know, and, and that's kind of speaks to the fickle nature of legislation and what they're looking for and, and that type of thing. Um, what we're trying to avoid would be penalties interest. And so working with a trusted qualified provider, um, that can help you navigate that type that that audit scenario uh, is super important. Um, but um, you know, if we go down the safe harbor rabbit hole or the government orders, we can we built our audit file as we try to figure out if we qualified, right? So, so we're trying to you know with that we should have some sort of degree of confidence on whether we believe that you know that whether we believe our claim will hold up. Um, or not. And so if, if, you know, if your business was actually closed for a period of time and that, you know, there's stronger cases than others, I guess is long, yeah. long went away. What I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is, and, and so you can spend that money, but you just have to understand that if, 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 if an audit comes up, which is absolutely an option, um, um, it's a fact of life when you're a business owner. I mean, yeah, if, if you have it, I, I feel like the people who, uh, you know, it's like you either you either hate audits or you fear audits. And I feel like if you hate audits, you're the person who's just been through them a lot. 
but you know you you don't necessarily have anything to fear because you you come prepared if you fear audits it's probably because you haven't been through them or you are not doing things well <laughs> you're, you're not prepared right That's yeah like, you're not prepared <laughs> like we said hopefully hopefully you're hearing a theme is is stack the deck on your side as much as you can so good clean financials good supporting documentation um you know uh, you know and, w- and when you have a gap you know what am i doing to cover that so um so yeah i, I hope you know, it's a long-winded answer of what you can do with the money um, but, but there are outside of the audit risk, there are no restrictions on what you can use that money for. You're just getting a, a, a refund of, of, of what you paid in. Okay. So, so I could, I could reinvest it into my company. I could, like you said, set it in the CD. Um, could I disperse it to myself just to, to my, you know, my own home bank account? Uh, you can, but it's, it's just similar to, similar to, um, you know, any other disbursement to yourself. If the company needs money, you better have that to come back into the business. Right. So yeah, yeah. what I don't recommend is a distribution and a purchase of a boat as fun as that may be. Um, (laughs) you may have to, you may have to sell that that boat, but you know, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's just being, smart with with your cash right and 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 it's all about risk reward right so if you feel you know if you feel comfortable with the risk reward of pursuing the credit um and then you you kind of have to do another analysis of risk reward once you get the the cash from it so would i you know would i go is this my highest risk dollars that i can spend probably not um but i'm not you know like everybody's got different risk tolerances everybody you know everybody's got different facts and circumstances but i think my general philosophy and this is not just on these credit dollars but on on business dollars is if it if it if it's difficult to get out of the business it that means it should be difficult to get back into the business. Meaning, once it comes out, it sh- you shouldn't have to worry about it coming back in. Mm-hmm. If it comes, if it comes out of the business very easy, you know you're making two, three, four distributions a month or you know, whatever it may be. If it goes out easy, it's got to be able to come back in easy. And so, so everybody's different on how their discipline is on that. But I think, you know, again, having that uh, real, real look in the mirror and you know, what am I, what do I want to do with this? What do I want to do with these dollars? You know, I would steer away from consumer spending in the business or outside the business and, and steer towards, you know, l- you know, lower risk type things just in case, in, you know, in case they, you could um, um, uh, have to have to fork it back over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, reducing consumer spending is never a bad idea in general. No, no. <laughs> I, I've got the, I've got Bezos clause that comes to my house about four times a week. From <laughs> I never, I didn't realize he comes every day. I thought yeah, there was, that's right. There used to be a season for those gifts, but now it seems no, to be no. it's every day, you know, and right. every day you get a new, a new surprise. So, <laughs> well, Frank, this is, this has been a, a truly educational. Um, I, uh, I feel like I was hanging with you. I hope I was hanging with you on that. Um, uh, for the sake of the audience, if, um, from what I understand, um, you know, the, the PCA is, uh, preparing to help people navigate, um, the, the, these, uh, ERC, um, tax credits as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So the, our, our main goal from coming from the PCA was, was educational, right? Just keep putting a good trusted 
information out there for you to, to, to rely on. Um, and so if you're, you know, maybe you can, you know, do the initial analysis or, or get your revenue and all that type of stuff put together and you're, you're still having a difficult time. Um, where do I go next? Um, please reach out to the PCA. Um, and we're, we're going to direct it to Marsha, um, initially, and then we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of figure out, uh, figure out how to do that. And her, her emails it, you know, posted here, but it's M bass, B A S S at PCA painted.org. Um, and then, you know, I think, um, you know, if, if it, if it, if it makes sense, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to be available to, to jump on calls and that type of stuff to help look at your own situation. But I think the main thing is do your homework and get with a trusted provider. You know, there's lots of CPAs, you know, that, you know, there's people that have been doing this, um, alongside their clients and stuff. And so I would start with who, you know, and then, and then if, if you're, if you're stuck still beyond that, you know, come back to us and, and we can try to help, uh, help send you in the right direction. Awesome. Frank, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a, a true education. Um, we'll have to have you back on to, to talk a little bit about managerial economics or uh, yeah. accounting, managerial accounting. Um, if you guys are looking for some, some material to fall asleep to, that could be, that could be the episode. <laughs> oh, I, I'm coming armed to that conversation. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happy to, I'd love to, love to come back. All right. Thank you, Frank. All right. Thanks to Orlando. All right, there we have it. Uh, a conversation with Frank Reardon, the financial controller of uh, the PCA, um, talking about the ERC. Um, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I, you know, do do your research. You know, there, there's, there's going to be some folks out there that are, um, you know, uh, giving you that, uh, you know, giving that opportunity. If they, if they're talking a good game, just make sure that they are backed by somebody who is reputable, a reputable firm. Okay. Um, well, that's it. That's all I got. Um, you know, uh, this is a good show. This is a really good show. You know, as you, as you guys are, are, uh, kind of concluding the summer here, just, you know, remember that, um, you know, finances as, as much as your training, your apprenticeship as a painter do not prepare you for, the financial aspect of running a business as a business owner, it is your responsibility. You got to have an eye on the financials daily. Check this episode out on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Buy my book, buy my book, Sprint on Amazon, and subscribe to the Crafts and Painter YouTube channel uh, where I teach you Sprint OS. Thank you for the PCA for uh, producing this show. Uh, we got a lot of great things in store. Until next time, my name is Torlando. Thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.